And we're back with Reality Hot Takes. Um, it's me, Coach Drew, a.k.a. Woke Stradamus. Uh, everyone <laughs> knows where we're going with this. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, I'm joined today by Josh, who you guys might know from the uh, pregame Season 41 uh, roundtable that the Survivor Buffs did. Josh, welcome to the show. First question I ask everyone, what is your Survivor hot take? Ah, my Survivor hot take. All right, well, I'm going for the, the lightning rod issue here that pretty much divides most Survivor fans, and that is one human being named Russell Hans. And I, my Survivor hot take is just not, it's not that he's bad at Survivor, that's been said. I, I firmly believe that Russell Hance could not win a Survivor season in any context, on any tribe, in any situation, in any format, in any year of our Lord in the 21st century. <laughs> so that's my hot take. I just, yeah, I, for me, Survivor, it's a complex game. It's not that complicated. Sure, he has great strategic abilities. However, I don't think that uh, his um, his EQ is high enough. I don't even know if it registers. So I wouldn't say it's high enough for him to win any Survivor season. All right, that's my hot take. I shit. I agree with you. Um, I <laughs> any any uh, you know seems like a. Decent enough guy in real life, but uh, any Russell slander on my show when it comes to <laughs> Survivor is very welcome. Um, and speaking of Russell, uh, he's one of the main people that have been very outspoken about the premiere of season 41 of Survivor. So a little bit of background. Uh, I went to Wendell and Bryce's um, premiere party in New York City. It was amazing. There were a lot of drinks. I bought shots. It was a grand old time. Didn't get a chance to actually watch much of the episode in the bar. So I had to actually finally watch it today. Finally watched it today. And I thought it was great only because Survivor's back. I understand that some people thought it was a little different. when Not talking about what we're ready to talk about. It did come off a little different, but... Nothing egregious there. I'm like, wow, I hate this. When I got home from New York City, of course, I got on Twitter and read it, the cesspool. And um, everyone's going on and on about how woke Survivor is now and how they're not going to be watching it anymore. And they keep showing the same clip over and over again. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. What was what? Well, first of all, what were your opinions on the actual premiere episode before we get into the thing that's that's bothering everyone, or at least like forty percent of America? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I will be honest. When I first watched the episode, I was a little like, "Oh man, was that good?" Like I was, I was a little bit uh, not super stoked. I was a little lackluster. But I think the more that I thought about it, more I've uh, when I rewatched the episode ahead of uh, talking with you today, I um, found that I really liked it. I feel like there's a lot, a lot of good stuff there. And I feel like it's just like, this is my rule with any comedy, like comedy TV show is like the first season, you just got to get to know the characters. Like it's there. The first season of, of any show, the office parks and rec friends, like they're not that funny in the first season. 
it's the second season. It's the third season. Once you know the characters, and I feel like after watching this episode, I had to remind myself. I'm like, okay, it's just the first episode. We're just meeting the cast. Like, it's the second episode. The third episode. Once these characters are like, you know, underway, that that's gonna make the season good. And I do think that the characters on the season are really, really good. Um, and so Absolutely. I think that the, the yeah, I think the foundation is laid for a great season. Now, was the first episode the best first episode of all time? Definitely not. Uh, but I do think that there's a lot of potential for the season to be good. I agree. So, going from there, yeah, they, <laughs> they have they have the moment where they're on the ship. Well, and as I've talked about a lot on this uh, show, on this show leading up to the season forty one premiere uh, about you know, the survivor diversity campaign and the 50% BIPOC thing, 50%, I think it's 50%, uh, yeah. BIPOC thing with CBS and, and all of this. And I knew in the back of my mind, and I even mentioned it with Keith during our uh, episode that I figured just based off of how people reacted to the cookout on big brother, that people were not going to be fans of a lot of things that happened this season. Now me personally, I thought people were going to be more annoyed with, Oh, yeah, the cast is diverse now. That's dumb. I don't like this. Turns out, people kind of like the cast. What they don't like is, while they're on the ship, uh, what happens What happens when they're on the ship, Josh? Before they go it? off. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, Jeff, uh, you know, this whole thing about he's breaking the fourth wall. He's talking to us. It's showing the crew. But then when the cast arrives, you know, he seems a good spirit. He's very pumped up. But, and then he asks, you know, he asks them a few questions, gets to know them. But then he, he kind of just throws out there like a, um, I don't know if you've ever had a boss like this. who just throws out random ideas just to see how everybody's going to react. It felt like that. Like everybody was in this, like, kind of like in the boardroom. And he's like, all right, what if we did this? What do you all think about that? We're giving them no notice. And the thing he asked them was, you know, I have this famous catchphrase, come on in, guys. And I want to know if you all think that that's appropriate for 2021 Jeff Probst to be saying as Survivor continues into its 40s, is that what I should be saying? And, you know, I, that's my paraphrase. I can't exactly remember how he worded it, but that's the gist. So, Coach Drew, what, what did you think when you were uh, yeah, watching yeah. <laughs> So. I just thought it was Jeff continuing where he left off in Winners at War with the whole Sarah Lucina thing where it's like, oh, man, like, yeah, I've been kind of a scumbag uh, in previous seasons when it comes to women. But now, like, I'm really, like, I'm really about it. And even in season 39 with the whole Dan thing and he had that one tribal where uh, he's, oh, I'll, Dan, I'll never let it go. It's like, okay, Jeff Probst, you're trying too hard, but... Let, let's let him. Let's let him try too hard, and let's go with it. So he asks, like, should I still say it? Everyone is pretty much under the, the, the same, uh, has the same answer of, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead and say it. And me watching the episode soberly and by myself today, I thought that was the scene that the internet was blowing up about. And I was getting pissed off because, like, wait a minute, you guys are upset over, over this. So yeah. the as you know the episode continues and which wait let, well, let's, before you go on there's one oh, part actually. I left out which is which is crucial is that someone does answer him right Evie does give him a response yes, Evie. and th they if you if you don't know I, she's clarified this 
off the show or they've clarified this off the show that they go by the pronouns both she and they i believe um and she she they uh identify as non-binary with their gender and so uh evie responds and says you know what i you know i think it's okay and i, I can't remember if, if she says explicitly as a queer woman i think it's okay or if she says you know or if it just you know uh she's just speaking as herself maybe knowing yeah. that she might present that way anyways uh and says you know i think that's okay jeff so that that i just want to make sure we touched on that moment yeah you know before we move Absolutely. on to what happens next so even even before we get to the the juicy stuff throughout the episode we're learning about people's backstories and that's another thing that the internet the cesspool has been annoyed about is um i listened to an interview that danny boatwright did today where (laughs) she's basically saying oh i don't i don't care like what people do behind closed doors and this that and the other but survivor has to remember that most of their audience are from the midwest and they don't want to hear and see these certain things and it's like Danny Boat, right? I liked you. Um, she's still fine. I still, I still support her win and all that. Um, but I, I, I feel like the fact that they have, you know, people like Ricard, who, you know, he has a very, he has a very progressive. I don't know how. I don't know what phrasing people in the Midwest use, but let's just say they say progressive. He has a very progressive. Um, marriage, uh, very progressive family, and I feel like in that moment, and people, um, even when we get to the challenge, and he says, um, "Oh yeah, uh, you know, there's people of color, and you know, people, you know, different sexualities, this, that, and the other." And I feel like that's the moment before he even says what he, what he says. I feel like that's the moment that really triggered certain people. To say, oh no, this is woke now. I I can't watch this anymore. They're talking too much about things that I don't feel comfortable hearing about, and it's like, screw off. I don't want. I don't want to drop any. I don't want to drop many f bombs, but piss off, basically. Uh, where <laughs> you know, that's that is the world we live in, and amazingly, that's the world we've always lived in. It's just that now they feel more comfortable talking about it, which is great. And it's great that they're on TV uh, and all this. And it's the fact that people, certain people can sit at home and say, this is too, this is too political for me. It's like, there's nothing political about this at all. So, you know, Jeff says, come on in, guys. Ricard says, eh, I don't like guys. Now, I'm not a Ricard fan based off only the game and his pregame press. Just wasn't everyone is on the Ricard bandwagon, so I was yeah. off of it. So I was yeah, off yeah. of it because this, is, this is Survivor on. hot takes. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, your, your identity is going against the bandwagon. So I know yeah. you got to be against Ricard because everybody online loves Ricard. Because everyone he's, is he's, on. Yeah, well, the they fan were fan. until yeah. last Wednesday. Well, sure. Now yeah, only yeah. Going into the season. Are. Going into the season. <laughs> yeah. So I like. I really wanted it to be something where it's like, oh man, this guy's annoying. I don't. What he said wasn't the worst. I also felt like they put way too much time into it, but like, I don't personally care that come on in, guys, is no longer a thing. It does not bother me. I will sit there and watch any episode after this one and, like, oh man, 
that challenge is going yeah. really well. Like, I'm not, like, I don't care about phrasing when it comes to, like, it doesn't matter. And it's so frustrating because, yes, me calling the, the Survivor Reddit a cesspool is usually tongue-in-cheek to a certain extent. But I feel like this season is going to be out of control with it. I don't know if you're, are you big on Survivor Twitter, Survivor Reddit, and all that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, see what goes on there. Yeah, what I try to avoid, to be honest, is Survivor Facebook comments. Those are, that's the real, that's the real worst place on the internet to, to look at people's uh, takes on Survivor. But uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I see what goes on on Reddit and Twitter. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, problematic dialogue uh, is the diplomatic way of putting it. But it's, uh, yeah, no, accessible is a better way of putting it. That's probably more accurate. So... A true, honest opinions, if if you don't mind sharing, uh, over like overall, you can you can tackle it from different um, yeah perspectives. And you, what did you think of that second scene when they're at the challenge? Yeah, I mean, I I probably was in line exactly with what you're saying. I just was like, yeah, good, get rid of it. It's fine. Like it doesn't bother me. It shouldn't bother anybody that they're getting rid of it. Now, I will say my wife had a di- slightly different reaction that I has now I have now moved into as far as like my what I think about it. She like after talking with her, she was like, "Oh, hey, they should have never put them in that position." Like poor Ricard now getting like literally he said he's gotten death threats, you know, because yeah. of like speaking out about what he believes or what he thinks to be good and true, you know, like from his perspective, he it's not his he didn't make the decision, right? He just answered Jeff's question a day later. What do you think about this? This is what I think about it, you know? And uh, I do think that some of the blame should go on, like, you know, Jeff and production of just, of like thinking through the consequences of, of putting people in this position and realizing the backlash. Now, I really appreciate where, what side they're clearly on, which is the progressive side, which is, hey, let's, you know, let's adapt the things that need to be adapted. Let's change the things that need to be changed and keep the best parts of the show moving forward and let the other stuff just not be, you know, part of the show if it needs to be a distraction and, you know, give other types of people a better chance at playing and winning Survivor. Like, all those things, amazing. I just think that, I think it was poorly thought through as far as what the, what the consequences of, of putting this on this new cast of people immediately would be, you know? So I think that they should have just, like, done it and just not made a big deal out of it, but... You know, yeah. What can you do? Even if they they're not they're not dumb at CBS. They do understand that there's going to be some type of backlash from the Midwest, as Danny Boatwright called it. Um, my whole thing is, and I touched on this earlier with the Jeff thing. One, yeah, I, I'm glad I'm glad they did keep it in, but. I am not a fan of when, you know, as, as a black guy, uh, I don't like when people try to go out of their way to pander to me and like, hey, look, look how, look how, how much we're doing to like show that like, yeah. we're on your side. It's like, yeah, man, like, <laughs> I'm glad to have you here. I, yeah. And I feel like that's what Jeff has done in Island of the Idols. That's what he did in Winners at War. Where it's like, oh man, like yeah, I, I'm a scumbag and I have to do better and all this that. And I'm like, yes, he could be being over, like actually honest about it. 
He could be pandering. It could be both. But I feel like if if these people that were complaining were complaining about the fact that they were just it, it felt fake, I would almost understand that. But the fact that they're totally. upset about the fact that it's even just happening, that's where my problem comes from. Yeah. Because, yes, of course it's going to happen. Because, yes, it is 2021. And, yes, the world is more woke. But that's not a – and they feel like saying woke is a bad thing when it's like – is it? Yeah, I know. I and, and I think to your point, like, you know, one of the biggest things about this season is that they cast, you know, 50% – BIPOC like you were saying at the beginning of the show like that and that wasn't something they just like they didn't they just did it they didn't like make a big deal like Jeff didn't say look at us we're a survivor we're you look know, how we're doing black it. Like, we are guys yeah <laughs> look at us. yeah yeah like whoa <laughs> yeah no they didn't do that they just did they just made the change that was necessary and move forward and I just feel like that's how they should have handled this you know this change you know and but I actually like I don't want to be I don't want to like rake them through the coals like this was a good change it's fine like they didn't do it super well i don't want to bag on them like 90 percent applause survivor for just thinking through things like this and being a show that actually like wants to move forward now i think you're, like you're saying like yeah how do you do it in a way that is actually you know sensitive to uh the types of people that you want to cater towards and like how do you do it in a way that's like not just uh you know performance uh performative you know uh and, but actually substantive substantive you know so yeah um i yeah i i agree and, and it's you're 29 29 right 29 yep. so in the late 90s there was this uh abc um they used to do movies on the weekends and they, were, they did a uh, their version of Cinderella starring Whitney Houston and Brandy. Brandy played Cinderella. Whitney Houston played uh, the fairy godmother. I yeah. remember sitting there as an eight, nine-year-old kid. The cast was very diverse. Brandy, you know, being black. The prince was Asian. His dad was Victor Garber, who was white. And his um, mom was Whoopi Goldberg, who was black. And I remember sitting there as a kid. Didn't didn't like when people say i don't see color whatever i sat i remember sitting there watching it and it's like okay yeah the, they're all different races it didn't matter and abc wasn't saying hey look look at all like look at all this diversity and but it still nailed the point home of look at all this diversity without them saying look what we got look what we're doing and i think that's something yeah. that survivor ha- did do relatively well with at least with this first episode and leading up to it where it's like yeah, they didn't make a big deal about they, they announced like, hey, CBS is doing fifty percent BIPOC. The end. You never heard about it again. So these people knew these Midwesterners, that's what we're gonna that's just code name now for anyone yeah. that doesn't like it. It's not your phrase, right? It, it, yeah. it's what Danny says. That's the It's what Danny said. It's not you, it's not me. <laughs> the, the Midwesterners that don't like the season or are just outright not watching Survivor anymore. They knew this type of this type of stuff was probably coming. Like they they had to have seen the writing on the wall, uh, and I know, I know. Uh, if the winner is not Xander or Voce uh, Brad, or Brad, 
Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be hell. <laughs> Just it's going to be hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. they uh of course, of course this person won and blah blah blah. Like I don't think it's a great winner because of this and they wouldn't have even made the show in the past and it's like just what shows do you people watch at this point? I know. You, 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 I know. You've, you, you go Listen. off about cancel culture, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, I just mean this has been Survivor from day one, from, from having Richard Hatch and Rudy being friends out there in the complex, like, uh, you know, re- relationship that they had, you know, and that, that marks the entire show of, of, what Survivor is is this huge social experiment that's meant to reflect our society, that's supposed to uh, show off a bunch of diverse types of people from all different backgrounds, right? Isn't that like literally the first like thing Jeff says to the camera in season one? Like people from all different backgrounds coming together. Like that is Survivor from the beginning. And so what's hard is, right, when people feel like they themselves are threatened by what Survivor is, you know, continuing to be. Whereas they might have, you know, not been threatened by the, the things that were happening in season one, but now feel threatened where they are now. So, I mean, that's a reflection on our society, probably in general. But and this, that's what Survivor should honestly, be. Honestly, if you were to compare 41 and 1 as far as what's more in your face about things, yeah. uh, 41, they have two throwaway, not throwaway, they have two scenes where they talk about coming in, guys. Cool. All of season one, it's like it's known that Richard is gay. It's known that you know he walks around naked. It's known there's a lot of things where it's like, yep, this is that was more in your face in 2000 when it was yeah. not accept when it was not acceptable or like looked down upon by oh yeah mid, mid Midwesterners um, as compared to now where you know these these people that are watching this, they see this in their everyday life, whether they want to admit it or not. So like you said, I know you nailed, you nailed the point right home with that last statement. This is what survivor is about. It's about having people from various backgrounds playing together, see how they coexist. That's why we can get people like Tony, the cop uh, being allies with woo or, you know, how we get Richard Hatch being allies with Rudy. Yeah. You don't know how you would react in a situation like that until you're put in that situation. A lot of these people that go off, the, like, they leave the show and they go back to their real lives and they have their old opinions back. It's like, wow, they were so good with such and such on that season. It's like, yeah, because they had to. Because they were trying to win a million dollars and they don't, like, they... I'm I'm not going <laughs> to rant anymore about it. I'm not going to rant anymore. Yeah. We're almost out of time, but... Yeah. So, final... Final thoughts on one: Do you care about come on in, guys? Just yes or no. Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I I'm more happy if anything that it's gone. <laughs> Fine, good riddance. Two, but, you know. Two, if a non, or no, if a BIPOC and or LGBT plus win the season. Do you think that the backlash from the Midwestern community will be the same as it was after this episode? Uh, I don't know. Because I think, here's the thing. What I think about people is that most people want to see themselves as good people. Like most people, like, I mean, almost without exception, everybody wants to feel like they're a good person. 
And yes. I don't think, I think even the most um, like conservative, the, the, the most average kind of like conservative person on sexuality issues or gender or whatever, they still don't want to be racist or they don't want to be bigoted. You know, I don't want to be that way. You don't want to be that way. Nobody wants to be that way. So I don't think like they will, I don't think that they will consciously or like overtly say like, oh, I'm sad that this person or I'm upset that this person won. I think that people like that, like people who are people of color, women, LGBT identifying people, like people like that will probably get a lot more criticism than a random white dude who's won the show, you know, a bunch of times the last few seasons. They'll just get a lot of what will seem like random criticism from fans out there online. And it'll be because they're scrutinized and looked at differently than, you know, kind of this like model we have of a survivor winner that's been hammered home, you know, into our brains in the survivor thirties, um, which is pretty much just kind of a generic, you know, white dude. So uh, I think that there will be backlash, but it won't be like, we hate them because they're this way. They won't even realize. Oh they hate yeah. Them. You know, they just, people will just be extra critical online about them. Yes. And I can't wait. I might even have to re-download Reddit so I can actually just sit there and just <laughs> hate doom scroll, as they call it, uh, all day. It's just like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about this next week. But, Josh, I appreciate you coming on. Josh will be back, hopefully, for the merge episode. I'm trying to have uh, a pretty biggish merge episode. Hopefully something juicy happens on that one. Um, Josh, any final thoughts before we head out? I just want to say, like, I handled this conversation so well. I just want everybody to notice me and how well I handled this conversation. He's pandering. I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the host is black. No, He's no, trying no, to pander. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not being performative at all. I just wanted to notice me. No, uh, no I, I really, yeah. I really appreciate uh, you having me on here. I look forward to talking to you after the merge. I'm sure some, you know, juicy. Uh, dr- dramatic moments and hot takes will serve themselves our way. So I'll uh, right. be there with a few hot takes, man. Perfect. And everyone, thank you all again for uh, tuning in. Make sure to click, <laughs> click subscribe uh, as we further our way to 2,000 subscribers. Um, in the meantime, Josh, thank you, and we will see you all on the other side. <laughs>